Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Heather Gore, a Senior Product Manager for MATLAB at MathWorks. Hello, Heather. How are you? Hi, Rich. Thanks. I'm great today. How are you? Uh, I hesitate to say great. I'm pretty good. Um, it's Monday, so you know, great only goes so far. But Yes, I'm just excited to be here. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So you are involved in applications that require deploying AI for near real-time decisions. So I always get funny when people say real-time because there's really no such thing as, well, there is a real such thing, but, but it's not something that's achievable. So explain to me what you mean by real-time. Exactly. Uh, that's sort of why we say near real-time applications. Uh, since you know we're trying to describe the situation where data are constantly streaming in, and you're just acting upon it as soon as possible. So it's you know near real-time as it's immediately or as soon as possible after collection of the data, um, where you know you're continuously processing the data, reporting results, making decisions. Okay. So what are some of the applications you're involved? in at MathWorks? Yeah, I think uh, some, one of the uh, good examples for this application in general is um, the uh, Airsonia device. It's a breathing device um, from Respirai and they um, are monitoring asthma in children. So you can imagine that being super important to know, have some kind of indicator of when something might be going wrong or when things are okay, you know, and you know, to act on that as soon as possible for uh, you know, whenever something is going wrong. Um, another example that uh, I worked really hard on, so I come back to this a lot, is um, a, a example from pa- Baker Hughes, where um, we're using um, data collected from sensors on pumps uh, to see, you know, what's wrong with the pump as soon as possible, um, and you know, estimate the remaining useful life of the pump, uh, and then, of course, if there's a problem, it can be, um, you know, displayed in a dashboard, and then you know, the engineers can go and immediately act upon that to um, help and fix it. Okay. So let's go back to the real time question. Um, how near real time, or shouldn't use the same word in that in my definition. When you talk about real time, how close to real time do you need to be? I guess it really depends on the application, um, how fast you need to know the information um, in order to well, act upon it. Right? Well, you mentioned a couple of, of applications, so let's go there. Yeah, sure. So uh, with the um, the uh, pump application, you know, it's within a matter of fractions of a second, um, so that they have a constant monitor um, and you know a you know alert or indicator whenever something is wrong so that that's within fractions of seconds same with the other uh, devices so oftentimes it's it's sub-second uh kind of frequency that they need to get that information and act upon it are you operating in some of the spaces where you need to be much faster than that like automotive for example identifying whether that's a person out there that that you're potentially hitting Absolutely. Automotive is a great example because there's so many sensors in a vehicle and so many things going on at the same time. So uh, that's a great example, especially getting image applications and uh, AI applications into it. You know, you don't want to hit a person, so you need to know that immediately. And uh, the car even acts upon that, the different systems within the car, not even the human. Um, so that's, that's a great example. It's very complicated as well. Is the processing available to do 
real time enough for automotive? That's a great question too. A lot of times um, what you end up doing is you, uh, you know, do as much as possible on the device themselves. You know, so a lot of the things I was talking about earlier, you know, those are more dashboards where, you know, you expect a little bit more delay in just the, um, you know, data, uh, you know, shuffling through the system. Um, but a lot of times on the vehicles or other devices, it is as close as possible, you know, much more, uh, as you say, you know, the higher frequency or the uh, closer uh, to much <laughs> sub-second, much more, um, I guess, hertz resolution. Uh, so that, that definitely is possible, especially, again, when, whenever you're um, deploying or embedding it into the device. Okay, so let's see if you can put your money where your mouth is. Are you willing to be the person who stands out in the middle of the road with the autonomous car coming at you, um, with the car determining whether you're a person or a shadow or or something else? <laughs> I am not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> someday. Right. Someday. <laughs> okay. Is is it someday soon? Um, possibly. I think uh, we're getting closer to uh, you know, especially um, having many people involved in these systems, you know, we have to be able to explain why these models are doing what they do. We have to be able to test very, very well. So I'm getting more and more confident, uh, but I don't think I'm ready to jump out in front of a car yet. What do we need to be, to make that a reality? What's not here yet? So a lot of the things I, um, for me, at least personally, um, the testing is, is where, uh, you know, it's sort of that collaboration. Um, a lot of times you have these large, large teams involved with these systems where, you know, you have data scientists working on the AI aspects, you have um, engineers working on sensor data collection and things like that. And, you know, you really have to bring everybody together. Um, so the testing part is really important. If each person in that team is testing, um, you know, that will, you know, give confidence in the different components of the system. But then, um, you know, kind of having that uh, global sort of uh, working together um, aspect of it is really important to, um, you know, the, just sort of the handoffs between those different um, people. You know, once you develop your model, for example, then you need to put it onto the on the device. You know, that requires, you know, some different configurations, a different human <laughs> involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, those are the things I think that. Uh, well, personally, we're working on at MathWorks and, you know, the uh, community itself, just getting that um, larger <laughs> community involved in the modeling and uh, understanding of the system and the models, too. Is it fair to say MATLAB is the glue between the hardware and the software when you're when you're building these types of systems? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's one of the most important things is that, uh, you know, again, with the systems, there are so many different languages and um, hardware, software involved. Um, and, you know, you have a lot of ability in MATLAB to deploy your work or just capture up everything that you've done in sort of the prototyping phases and hit a couple of buttons in an app. Um, and that will configure your code to be run on the device, you know, in C, C++, or even in you know, uh, a dashboard or something like that. So uh, it's very helpful for that kind of aspects where you can just, yeah, like you said, the glue kind of to bring it all together. Okay. So I asked you before if the hardware was ready to do some of these applications as the software ready to do some of these applications. Is MATLAB ready to handle these applications today? Absolutely. I, I think we're definitely, um, there've been so many improvements in the last couple of years, especially as more people are working on these uh, problems, you know, we're, we're learning and uh, improving as, you know, the rest of the community is too. 
Um, so, you know, the, especially in terms of the testing and uh, these sort of handoffs between teams, like I was talking about, you know, this is not something new for MATLAB users or for MathWorks, especially those of uh, you working in hardware, you, you know, been able to do this for many years. Um, I think it's really uh, pulling together all of those moving pieces uh, to, you know, put it together into the system that really kind of makes that shine um, all these different moving pieces, you know, kind of, uh, you know, again, taking advantage of that testing aspect that, you know, we've been testing um, very complicated systems at MathWorks for many, many years. Um, so there's a lot of expertise in that area and sort of bringing that capability into uh, some of the apps that I mentioned um, and signal processing and those kinds of things are extremely uh, useful for, for this. Very good stuff. I very much look forward to seeing the glue mixed with the hardware and the software. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me here and uh, talking with you. Very good. That was Heather Gore, a senior product manager for MATLAB at MathWorks and I am Rich Nast with Open Systems Media.